Welcome to ACC Nation. I'm Jim Quist, and that is Will Ogilvie. Hey. Hey. <laughs> it's all about ACC football, but first we're going to take a quick look at the tw top 25 oopsies. We've only, only got three of them. One of them is an ACC game, so we can get through these pretty quickly. Uh, number 23, Utah, over number three, Oregon. Oh, boy, this was just nasty. 38-7. You guess what, Pac-12? Once again, you shot yourself in the foot. I bet that was a horrible game. Yeah, I, I really didn't even bother watching it. It was about the time I turned it on. It was it was like 30, it was like 28 nothing at halftime. Like it's not even, it's not even worth my time. I know Utah's gonna blow them out. I think I think the the story of this is is Anthony Brown can only take you so far and yeah, he's he's surrounded with a ton of talent, but he's kind of capped at his ability. But the fact that he's gotten got Oregon to the this close to the playoff shows, you know, what what you know, the kind of the kind of talent and the coach that Mario Cristobal can can put around a team. And you know, his name has been floated with the Miami job, with that coming potentially coming open here, either after the end of this season or maybe next season. We'll see. You know, there's still a lot to be decided there, but. You know, Utah, you know, they continue to fly under the radar as a team in the Pac-12 that uh, tends to get no love, but are one of the more consistent teams out there. So tell me something. After <clears throat> after this kind of meltdown, would you want Cristobal as your coach? I mean, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I think the only other place he'd want to coach is Miami. I mean, he's, he obviously has a ton of background there. He's from there. His brother's a cop there. Um, he, you know, sometimes you just, the, the lure of going back home is, you know, sometimes too, too strong, but at the same time, you know, he's, he's even said, even said this in the preseason that he thinks next team, next year's team would be even better. So, you know, this is, if, if he thinks this team, next year is going to be better than you know you're talking about a, a playoff team that you know who who knows could be right there with the likes of georgia and alabama for for national championship contention in 2022 let me tell you something i would not depart for that yeah for but, that the, but but you know the thing of it is and we can get into this another uh, deeper another time but mario cristobal alone is not going to fix miami and he's going to, he's going to, you know, he's obviously going to probably, he's going to save on recruiting budget because you're not going to need to go very, he's not going to need to go very far to get the commits. I think he do, do a real good job of keeping him home, but that alone isn't going to fix all of Miami's problems. Not by any stretch of the imagination, my dear friend. <laughs> There's a lot to be worked on there. Uh, I say just stick with what you got and, and go with it for a while. See what happens. <clears throat> At least one more year. Maybe get yourself a new AD and then figure out what it is you want. Yeah, that, that's that's the key in this is, is you know, who, who's the new AD and, you know, when are they going to get it? <laughs> well, yeah, you can't you can't draw this out for too long. No, if you if you want to think if you think you have a shot of Mario Cristobal. True. So we'll see what happens. Well, it, this isn't this is really not so much a in oopsies but it but it is kind of because of the final score number four uh ohio state just sandblasted michigan state's derriere 
uh, 56 to seven. That's the number four team against the number seven team. Boy, somebody had the uh, the rankings goofed up there. I I, I would tend to think here. <laughs> you think? <laughs> well, I think I think after after yesterday, we, we could narrow down the Heisman Trophy to two people. Bryce Young at Alabama and CJ Stroud at Ohio State. I think I think one of those two are going to bring it home. Uh, Stroud was awesome in this game. It wasn't just him. That was just a, a hell of a defensive effort by the Buckeyes to to limit to limit you know that that Michigan State offense to just seven points. Um, and they're they're gonna they're gonna leap they're obviously gonna leapfrog Oregon into the in the into the playoff consideration. They're gonna be probably number three, I think. Um, you're right probably when the rankings come out Tuesday so you know a huge win and obviously they have a they have the the game next week that uh, probably matters more than anything else at this point so when uh, Georgia and Alabama get together and I, I'll go with Georgia whole hog here because I I don't know that Alabama has got enough to stop Georgia in fact it, it the only team that I see right now that has an opportunity to really go head-to-head is Ohio State um, I'd agree we'll, with that. We'll see. Um, I, so I, this is the scenario, and we, we talked about this weeks ago. I don't see Alabama staying in that that four, that top four. I think they drop out. So that, to me, that puts, um, at the very least, ought to put Cincinnati into this mix. And mm-hmm. I'll say it now. I think Notre Dame gets in for the first time as well. I think that Cincinnati and, and Notre Dame should be in that top four. Yeah, if if Alabama loses the SEC championship game by like double digits or so, they, they probably drop out because their resume is not looking as good as it once did. Remember, Florida gave them a game um, earlier in the season. Look what's happened to Florida. They're the biggest, probably one of the biggest dumpster fires in all of college football now. You know, Texas A&M beat them, but AM is so up and down that 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 win doesn't necessarily hold you know that that win looks a lot worse and they've they struggled with LSU who uh you know who fired their coach and has not looked great this year so yeah it's if if they like I said if they lose to um like say if they lose by double digits and you're probably looking at a playoff of something like Georgia Ohio State's um Cincinnati and maybe Notre Dame and you can knock on Notre Dame's schedule all you want. They just they just gone out and, and won. You know, they it's not like you know, it's not their fault that a lot of the teams on their schedule underachieved this year. No, uh, you really can't. I mean, uh, and Notre Dame has slowly but surely been building their resume, <laughs> and and that win over Georgia Tech was, which we'll get into, was yeah. <laughs> That was signature. That was that was saying hello. We're here. Cincinnati did the same thing. So don't um, you forget about me. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, he's already been into the turkey, wild turkey. Uh, I've I, I had the coffee going. So. I see. Is that it? All right. Hey, uh, and uh, one other game in the top twenty-five. Oopsies. Like I said, it's an ACC game. We'll get into that in just a minute. But first. Uh, congratulations to the new NCAA Cross Country Women's Championship, NC State. Great job. Great job, as always. Yes. Uh, superb. Bringing home the bacon. I love it. Um, let's get into these ACC games. Um, 
in, oh man, Thursday. Um, you know, let's preface this by saying we've all been anxiously awaiting. And I'm going to say anxiously, and people will go, well, that's an inappropriate word. You, you trying to, to, to boot somebody out the door before their time. No, uh, we've been saying it's, it's time forever and a day. This has got to be the, the end of the road here uh, for, for David Cutcliffe at Duke. Louisville 62, Duke 22. And it's not just this game that's the, the nail in, in the proverbial coffin. No. No, it's it's seriously. If, if we need we need to hear something soon, and I'm, I'm guessing that it's it's going to be one of these 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 collegiate type of of uh, announcements at the end of the season that we've decided that you know I'm retire or whatever. Okay, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. So when you were talking about end of the road, I was about to belt out some boys to men, but yeah. decided not to. <laughs> please, please don't. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, yeah, we know. I think that I saw a uh, report. I think I can't remember which website. I'm sorry, uh, who I, I can't attribute it to. That I was talking about uh, Cutcliffe inching towards retirement, and I think that's going to be the case. I mean. You, you got. It's only fair to let him finish out the season if he's if you're if you're gonna let him do this i mean he's meant so much to that school obviously you know they they had levels of success that hadn't been seen since steve spurrier was on the sidelines you know some nearly 30 years ago um and yeah he's obviously won them an acc coastal division championship got him into the you know acs in the championship game obviously and had a lot of success but obviously it's just kind of fallen over these last few years and like I said, it's it's only fair to let him finish the finish the season out. Now Louisville, let's let's talk about Louisville and just the 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 beatdown they put on on this Duke team. Six hundred eighty seven yards of offense. Malik Cunningham had five hundred and twenty seven yards of offense on his own. Threw for three hundred three yards. Ran for two hundred twenty four yards. Counted for seven touchdowns, five passing, and two rushing. Cardinals ran for 384 yards as a team, averaged over 10 yards per carry. Now with that win, Louisville's bowl eligible. And we've been saying, you know, this is a team that needed they were, you know, that were, you know, up and down all year. Offense has really started to get going um these last few weeks. And it's led them to this point where they're where they're going to be going bowling. And uh, you know, I wouldn't have said, you know, Satterfield might have been on a little bit of a hot seat coming into the year, but I think those talks are are gone now. Um, he's definitely he's definitely cooled it off. If they lose to Kentucky, it'll be back. <clears throat> oh yeah. <laughs> so. But we can get into this another. We'll get into that another time. But yeah, they they have a real shot to win that game. Yeah. Uh, our next game is uh, Clemson, a rebounding Clemson, um, really taking it to to Wake Forest. I think they're finding their niche here. Um, yeah, and. Look, realistically, you can't you can't write that team off. Even even at the very end of the season, you cannot write Clemson off because there's just too much talent, both on the field and on the sidelines, and they have a determination. And it was just an eventuality. It was going to come. Now, Wake Forest, 
Uh, has a lot of offensive talent, but they have no D at all. I mean, you know, they went off of just overwhelming you on points. Well, they didn't do it soon enough in this game. Clemson got up on them 17-3 really early. So it's hard to come back against somebody who defensively can shut you down. And this is basically what happened. And Clemson was not about to allow Wake Forest to claim uh, a division title on uh, their home turf. So... Clemson 48, Wake Forest 27. Um, I'm, to be frank with you, Will, I've been very disappointed in Wake Forest the last couple weeks. And and, and I just have this, this growing sense of doom about that team. Yeah, and, you, and I think what it is, the defense, you know, that it, it can, you know, a bad defense can only um, take you so far. And, they're not the only team in the ACC where defense has killed them. And we're going to get to the other one a little bit later, but um, yeah, they, their, their defense has not been very good. Even Sam Hartman hadn't been good the past couple of weeks. He was better in this game, but just on the defense um, Clemson ran for 333 yards in this game, average six yards per carry uh, Kobe pays 191 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, Will Shipley, 112 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, they just, it just feels like Clemson's peaking at the end of the season. And the other thing of it is they still have a shot to win the Atlantic. They need, they need a lot of help because they need, um, they need both uh, Wake Forest and NC state to lose next week, right. which very well could happen. We're not going to rule it out. Hey, go ACC. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> just trash Clemson all, all year. And next thing you know, they'll be in the championship <clears throat> game. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. how, that's how it, you know, how it is, but you know, Wake is still is is still in a win and end situation. All they got to do is win next week and they're in. Um, so like I said, Sam Hartman played better in this game, uh, twenty seven of forty three, three hundred and twelve yards. You know, first time he was above fifty percent completion in a few games. So you saw saw better better effort from him. But again, defense it, it they just they just couldn't stop that rushing attack and it cost them big time in this game. Yeah, uh, Will Shipley. I, I love to watch this kid play. Just put it simply and mm-hmm. succinctly. I'm looking forward to to what he's going to bring to uh, the Clemson game in the future. Because if he keeps delivering the way he is now, wow. Yeah, and and, and as I think we've seen that DJ Uyangale is just not fully developed yet. He's still got a, long, a ways to go in his development, but. When you got that dude in the backfield, um, Will Shipley, you know, nice name by the way, but you, it's gonna <laughs> you can take a lot of pressure off of DJ that way, yeah. just hand it, handing the rock to him. <laughs> so, so tell me something. In your opinion, um, after watching DJ all season and knowing what was anticipated or expected, maybe overexpected, um, has he come along? Is he progressing? Do you think that he's going to shed this year's foibles and and come back next year as as somebody who is really going to be a contributor and be in sync and in rhythm and really lead that Clemson offense? Um, you know, it's I you know he's had moments throughout the year where he's looked really good, but even going back to last week against UConn, he was sub fifty percent completion. Um, to say that this season has been a disappointment is, you know, probably a bit of an understatement because, you know, you're expected to replace, 
you know, you look at the the lineage, lineage of Clemson quarterbacks that have come through lately between, you know, guys like Deshaun Watson and and Trevor Lawrence, and you're expected to be, you know, on that same level, but because we, we had that two game sample size last weekend or last season against uh, Boston College and Notre Dame, where he looked like all world, but it ended up being just a, a blip on the radar. And we realized maybe he just, he, you know, to quote the old Saturday night Live, he's not ready for prime time. Um, he, the, the thing of it is he's, you know, he's also been hampered by injuries at receiver. I think, I think oh, yeah. if I read correctly, um, Will, Will Swinney Dabo's kid started mm-hmm. at wide receiver yesterday because they're so down on the depth chart yep. with injuries. <clears throat> so it's, you know, that, that, that hasn't helped either, but you know, if they can get healthy, and you know another you know they're bowl eligible so this means more practice time for him to get try to get comfortable and he'll be you know give him another chance next year um it's only fair yeah uh, you know and if he makes it through the competition yeah great um justin ross off to the nfl and uh best of luck to you man um yeah you had a rough ride there for you know I, it was scary when i saw his injury it was like oh my god yeah you know and, and the, the fact that he came back congratulations and, and so. it's and it's only fair to him for him to to do that because i don't think for him there's not, not much else to prove no. uh especially this season so no. good on him you know good luck in the nfl yeah hope he does well we'll be watching you on sunday and monday and thursday and maybe a saturday here and there yeah we'll be watching so good yeah. luck um, uh, UNC over Wofford 34, 14, for those of you expecting a higher score, um, is because Sam, I am was out in part. Uh, so they didn't have the, uh, accelerator all the way down to the floor. Um, yeah. Oh, a, a win. A win is a win is a win. Yeah. S A M was M I A, but <clears throat> it was, I think it was one of those situations where if, you know, it was next week against NC State. He would have played, but oh, sure. no, no, no reason to play him here uh, again, and you know, risk further injury against an FCS team that you know you're gonna you're gonna beat without him. Um, you you gotta you know give take that opportunity to let him rest up his shoulder and get ready for next week. But uh, I see Jacoby Briswell starting this game, eleven to nineteen hundred twenty five yards. They didn't really throw the ball a lot. Didn't really need to do a whole lot. Uh, UNC ran for three hundred five yards in this game, averaged just under eight yards per, per carry. I wanted to highlight Josh Downs uh, again. He's only, he's only a sophomore. He had eight catches, 89 yards in this game, but he has 90 catches and just under 1,200 yards for the season. And you know, he he you know there Sam Howell gets all the the hype around that UNC offense, but the emergence of Josh Downs has you know you know he's it's been a been a huge coup for this offense and you know you see he's he's only a sophomore so he's got another at least another year left of eligibility and he's going to be he's going to be a big time player for the heels next season look forward to that florida state uh pulling out a uh a, i guess a big win especially since it was on boston college's home turf 26 to 23 on paper this was <clears throat> this was a really challenging game to pick because these two teams, um, in weird ways, are on, on slightly different paths of, of coming back. Florida State has slowly been building that way. Boston College uh, losing their starting quarterback and then getting him back. And 
kind of getting back into that rhythm uh, has become uh, once again a threat. And uh, so you just sort of figured that this was going to be one of those really close games. And uh, it turned out to be just that uh, an exciting finish for Knowles fans. Not so much for Eagles fans who are sitting there in the freezing temperatures of Chestnut Hill and wondering what happened? What happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh man. Um, you know, I, I even said this to you, to you and our pal Chris yesterday um, in our thread, like Mike Norvell won't win ACC coach of the year, but he deserves a lot, a lot of love for the way he's turned down or turned around Florida state this year. They were Owen four Remember, they lost to Jacksonville state. And now they're one win away from bowl eligibility against their uh, in-state rival and big, the biggest dumpster fire in all of college football. And you think they have a real good shot to win that game. It's really, it's really something, uh, you know, how he's, how he's turned it around and what, which really helped Jordan Travis, you know, he's, he, he had another strong game through the year, 20 of 34, 251 yards, three touchdowns. Um, they didn't ran the ball, run the ball very well in this game. Um, BC did a pretty good job controlling him on the ground, but he's Owen four to five and six, um, you know, beating Miami, obviously last week going on the road, to chestnut Hill in a, in an easy letdown situation and coming away with a win there. That's, that's huge. And, you know, Florida state's got a, they say they got one more, one more big game left, you know, they did a really good job of, of stifling the, the Boston college offense, they only had 318 total yards in this game. Bill Jacoby was 10 to 24 passing. So um, it's say one more week and you see Boston college can play the role of spoiler next week. And we'll get into that game another, in another time, but yeah, that's a bit, that's going to be a big game next week. This next game. Um, <clears throat> I have, I have, I probably have been maybe a little too lenient on Jeff Collins, but I'll tell you what, this game uh, did not help him one bit. It helped Notre Dame immensely. Um, and this was a show game because if you lay a whoop down on, uh, on Georgia Tech prior to them meeting Georgia, you're sending a statement. And that's what Notre Dame did with a 55 to zip shellacking of Georgia Tech. I mean, that was just ugly. <laughs> the first line in my notes on this game just says embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Very man. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know how to categorize a game like this. Um, in a normal season, you would kind of expect that kind of score, but this mm -hmm. has been the furthest thing away from a normal season for Notre Dame and Georgia Tech, for that matter. It's, you know, there have been competitive games, close games, all along, all season, for both teams. Mm -hmm. And then to have this. Yeah, you know, it's something because, you know, Notre Dame earlier in the year, they got by a lot of teams close. You know, they beat, they handled Wisconsin and that at the time that didn't look like a great win but wisconsin has been on a roll of late that win looks a lot better now um yeah you know, some of the, the the carolina win looks better now um 
you know, obviously the Virginia win doesn't, you know, it's, it, it's kind of stayed the same, I would say, but there's a, you know, there's some other ones that look better, you know, but they say they're, it's not their fault that team, like say Carolina's underachieved to expectations, Georgia tech's underachieved to expectations, you know, to an, you know, Wisconsin at the time underachieved ex, to expectations, but they can't help that. They're just, they're just going out in the field and, and, and winning and, you know, when you outgain uh, your opponent, in this case with Georgia Tech, they outgained them 514 to 224. Um, just, yeah, pretty pretty sad effort. Notre Dame, every they averaged 16.8 yards per completion. So every time they threw, they completed a pass, it went for almost 17 yards. And they averaged just under nine yards per play. That is a pretty pathetic pass, uh, pass defense effort by Georgia Tech. And, you know, we said... Jeff Collins probably has the hottest seat going into 2022. You know, he's he, the first three years of his, his uh, coaching career at Georgia tech. He's not won more than three games and yeah, they still have one more next week, but look who they got to play. Um, 55, nothing looks to be a similar score next week uh, based off of this effort. You think, you're you're the bearer of bad news my man i'm Um, afraid i have some bad news (laughs) you have some horrible news so yeah uh we'll see we'll see how georgia does against georgia tech and and what that final score ends up being uh and you know georgia has they have got to return the favor the message was sent to from notre dame to georgia we're coming Mm-hmm. So Georgia has got to do the same thing or worse to Georgia Tech. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think I think I think your the Georgia Tech's goal for next week is to actually score points. Yeah, if you, might yeah. be a tough one though. With Even this, with the defense that's on the other side of the field. Yeah, just kick field goals all day. So that that, <laughs> yeah. that will do the trick. Yeah, I'm not sure you can trust Georgia Tech special teams to do that either. <laughs> no. Oh gosh. All right. Pitt has won the coastal title with a 48-38 win over Virginia. I I had this inkling that that Armstrong was coming back. There was just so many signs out there that said Armstrong was going to be in this game, and um, you know we talked about that. You I think you reflected the same thing. I mean you you hold him out for a, a week and and get him healthy and get him back in this game, and. Um, of course, nobody was really talking about it from from the Virginia staff, but that's sort of an indication that yeah, we're going to do it. Um, a very competitive game. Um, Armstrong won the quarterback to, to quarterback head to head matchup against Pickett. Uh, Brendan Armstrong is just a hell of a quarterback, but Kenny Pickett's no slouch either. But Armstrong is um, is just not enough to carry. Virginia to a win here. It's all about the lack of defense and and, and special teams and special teams and maybe one Mistake. or two other things there too. So forty eight thirty eight the final score. Will your thoughts on this game? Well, like you said, Brennan Armstrong came back, looks like his usual self. Thirty six of forty nine, four hundred eighty seven yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Keaton Thompson, eleven catches, one hundred twenty six yards. Dontavian Wicks, ten catches, one hundred thirty three yards. That really cut down on his yards per catch average. Woo. 
but um, you know, obviously Wix is over a thousand yards on the season. I think Thompson needs like a hundred, a little over a hundred yards in the final two games, counting the bowl game. If he, if he plays to, to get a thousand yards receiving on the season, um, you say, Kenny Pickett, 340 yards, four touchdowns, Jordan Addison, 14 catches, 202 yards, four touchdowns. I will argue Virginia lost this game more than Pitt won the game because that pathetic defensive effort and the special teams when they kick the field goal, but Virginia jumps off sides, gives them, gives Pitt a first down and they end up scoring. Um, that, that was a bad, you know, effort or there was a, a fourth and one where uh, Pitt went for it. The pass was incomplete, wouldn't have been caught, but there was a pass interference call on Virginia. It was just an absolute horrendous a mistake. Um, just the, the inability of this defense has really overshadowed what has been a special season by Brennan Armstrong. I mean, he said he's setting records left and right that haven't been done since the likes of Matt Schaub nearly 20 years ago. Um, and, you know, you keep in mind, he missed the game and he's still be, have, having all these records. Um, it's, it's a damn shame because he's, he's the best quarterback in the ACC. I will not hear otherwise what he's doing. Um, it's, it's amazing. Um, I, he's, you know, considering he's still playing with, with a rib injury and still did that. I'm, I'm impressed. And, uh, I can't, I, I, you know, you're probably going to get another year of him. I think he, I think he's, I think he should come back for one more year. I think he's by technicality, like a redshirt sophomore, but, um, you know, I think he can, you know, come back and prove he could do it again and, and, uh, maybe go pro after 22, but, yeah, I mean, congrats to Pitt. They 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 are they they did what they needed to do in this game to to earn it. But um, my argument is Virginia lost this game more than Pitt won it. Um, I laid all of my reasons the 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 mistakes on defense and the mistakes on special teams that gave Pitt extra extra you know first downs and stuff like that. That's that's what that was the difference in this game more than anything. You can look at the stats. And they're pretty even all the way, all the way down. Total yards were pretty even. Time of possession was even. The yards per play was even. A lot of, a lot of the statistical stuff shows this was a pretty even ball game, but the mistakes and the times of them by Virginia are the difference in this game. No argument for me there, man, my my man, I tell you, uh, I just, it was a fun game to watch from the perspective of uh, the way I watch games basically is, um, I'm not rooting for one side or the other. So, I mean, for me as a, as a fan of sports, it's, it's, um, uh, it, it was just a, it was a great game. That final, um, that final snafu that allowed Pitt to get that, that touchdown. Um, you, you knew at that moment, I mean, the time was, time was running out, et cetera. But yeah, all those things that you mentioned, it'd be nice to see Armstrong come back, <clears throat> play another season, and uh, and maybe uh, um, Bronco can find a defense because if they, as you've said before, and I, I don't know whether this is something that um, I, I think you tweeted this about uh, if, if Virginia had a, even a mediocre defense. Yeah, if they yeah, if, even if they just had a mediocre defense, they're playing for the ACC championship next week. Yeah, because that probably they probably if they had a mediocre defense, they probably they beat um they beat Pitt yesterday, and they probably have at least one more one or more win 
on their schedule. They probably don't uh, nearly choke away leads to Miami and Louisville um, and ha have to settle for missed field goals in those games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they probably they were going to lose to Wake no matter what. They were probably going to lose to um, UNC, you know, maybe, but I'll, I'll just chalk that up as an as a probable L2. And, you know, they're probably like right now eight and three um, at this point with a with a competent defense. And, you know, they're, they're six, instead they're six and five. And, you know, it's like, you know, they're probably going to be favored next week, but look at their track record against tech the last two decades. Yeah. All right. Some game. Um, congratulations to Pitt for winning a coastal title. Uh, been a, an interesting season for you guys as well. And uh, we are waiting to see who you'll be fighting against here. <clears throat> it could end up being Clemson. Um, NC State with a, uh, a big win. Um, Score-wise, 41-17 to 17 over Syracuse. Um, you know, NC State is NC State. Syracuse is Syracuse. What more can we say about this game? Yeah, I mean, NC State wasn't really threatened much in this game. Yeah, they jumped out 14-0, were just putting on a defensive clinic, and then Sean Tucker suddenly runs off a 55-yard touchdown run. I'm like, well, so much for that idea. But then Bam Knight just turns around and returns the kickoff 97 yards for a touchdown. And yeah, it was pretty much that. Wolfpack led 28 7 at the half. Devin Leary, another 300 yard game, threw for two touchdowns. The NC State defense held Syracuse to 236 total yards. So yeah, that's a, you know, a strong defensive effort there by the, by the Wolfpack. And say they, they are still in the, in the hunt for the ACC Atlantic. Um, they, they play UNC on Friday night. So we'll know their fates heading into Saturday's games, what needs to be done. Um, they, if they, if they win and wake loses then the Wolfpack win the Atlantic. So our next game here is Miami and Virginia tech 38 to 26, the final score there. Um, the Justin Fuente less hookies um, put on a pretty good show for the most part. And um, a little different look at quarterback as well. Yeah, um, I would also I would invite everybody if you missed it to uh, check out our podcast from earlier in the week with Travis Wells at WBJ and Roanoke. Uh, it was that great a uh, great uh, breakdown of of uh, you know what happened with the Justin Fuente era, why it went wrong, and what to look forward to uh, as as we get into this coaching search. But uh, yeah, this game was basically played in a monsoon the entire time. It was just downpouring the entire game for the most part. Um, but still, Tyler Van Dyke threw for 357 yards in this game. I think it was the first time the entire season of Virginia Tech had allowed a 300-yard passer. And with the way things are going, they'll probably do it a second straight week next week. Um, Charleston Rambo, seven catches, 116 yards for the for the Hurricanes in this game. And he's someone that's really, his game has really stepped up over the past few weeks. And he's been a big part ever. He's been kind of Van Dyke's go-to guy ever since he's really gotten comfortable in this offense. And He's really stepped up his game. I mean, you talked about it. You know, Braxton Burmeister started, you know, led him on a touchdown drive, but all in all, it was kind of efficient. And then so uh, interim coach J.C. Price, Price went to uh, Connor Blumrick and came in and you know gave him a spark on the ground, ran the ball 20 times for 132 yards. Um, you know, pretty pretty nice uh, effort on the ground there. But uh, 
Uh, Hokies still need one more win for bowl eligibility. And they say, you know, they got the Commonwealth Cup game next week. And you know, we'll see what happens there. It's it's a definitely a winnable game. It's, it should be a fun matchup to, to watch, too. It's going to be at Scott Stadium. So um, that place ought to be rocking. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and if it's not, I you know, shame on both uh, crowds for not uh, coming out to that game. It's You know, there, there's a lot of rivalry between Virginia Tech and Virginia. Uh, some of it's good natured, some of it's not. It's been going on since the two schools have have you know been on uh, on God's green planet. Uh, it's just uh, just the way it is. But uh, Scott Stadium, good good scene for for uh, that matchup, and it should be a fun fun game to watch. And uh, really look forward to that. Um, just as a, a a quick reminder here, the. Um, uh, midweek program won't have a guest, but uh, Will and I are going to be previewing the games, the turkey games that are coming up. So gobble, gobble. that will be on the next episode of uh, ACC Nation. So make sure that you you watch us either on YouTube or you listen to us on ACC Nation Radio, or take us with you uh, on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure that you subscribe. And while you're at it, there you go. See, just smartphone it, man. Um, that's it's so easy i tell you what we we have 17 different ways if you want to um listen podcast wise 17 different ways for you to download the podcast it's it's ridiculously easy and you know i mean anything from getting it through your email to uh you know apple google amazon uh, we are uh, across the the uh, the globe. As a matter of fact, we're on two uh, platforms in India, uh, which allow you to to download there. And um, you know, we have people from all over the world. And we want to thank you, by the way, for uh, for listening and watching. Uh, we enjoy doing this. This is a lot of fun. We get up and 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 do this Ugh, sports all the time. So. Uh, good stuff and uh just make sure that you uh you subscribe follow us and if you have something good to say please say it give us a five-star rating we would appreciate it and uh we will uh, talk to you in the next episode stay tuned for the next episode